Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Assertive Communication. I'm communication and leadership skills expert, Pamela Jett, and this is episode number five of a five-part series designed to help you learn to communicate more assertively, or to say it with backbone, not bite. In episode number one, we discovered what assertive communication is and what it is not. We learned that assertive communication is communication which respects the rights of both parties. And in episode number two, we learned that both confidence and competence are required in order to be assertive. Episode number three was devoted to words to choose and words to lose to help us be more assertive. And in episode number four, we learned how to say no and not feel guilty and still come across as a team player with a four-step assertive communication model. In episode number five, our final episode, we're going to discover another communication model or template that you can use to help you be assertive. This is a model or a template that you can use in a variety of situations because as a communication expert, I firmly believe that it makes better sense for us to work from templates or models or frameworks as opposed to having to start from scratch or reinvent the wheel every single time. This basic assertiveness template or pattern is something that you can use in a variety of situations. So as we are going through this pattern, I would encourage you to ask yourself, how will this work for me? Be thinking of situations in your life, both personally and professionally, where you would like to be more assertive and ask yourself, how can I use this template? This template, like our say no template, is simple. However, it's not necessarily easy. Because remember, assertive communication requires both confidence and competence. So we're talking about the competence part. It's a very simple pattern. But it's not always easy unless we have built up our confidence. As I mentioned, this is a four-step pattern. And you can use it for conflict management. You can use it to express boundaries. You can use it to express priorities. And it's a very powerful tool. By the way, that's one of the secrets of being assertive is the ability to clearly state your boundaries. And this assertiveness template or framework will allow you to express those boundaries in a very practical and comprehensive way. Step number one in this model is very simple. It's when blank, I blank. Let me give you a very simple example. And the reason why I like to start with a simple example is because once we understand it in a very simple or clear context, it's easier to apply it in more complicated contexts. Let's imagine that you are working in a physical office, in a workspace, shared workspace, and there is a shared printer 
So you work in your cube or your office and you sometimes need to send things to the printer. Not very often, but sometimes need to send things to the printer. You hit the send button, you walk to the place where the shared printer is stored, and you realize what you are printing is coming out on bright green paper. Because someone has used that shared printer to print some sort of announcement on bright green paper and they failed to remove the bright green paper from the paper tray. So now you not only need to stop that print job, you need to toss the green paper that has been printed on, you need to empty the paper tray of any green paper and then you need to make sure there's plenty of white paper go back to your cubicle or office print again walk back to the shared printer to gather your document and some of you are thinking I'm exhausted just thinking about all that and you know exactly who's doing this it's some something that happens regularly now a passive person would say I'm just not gonna say anything I'm just not gonna say anything just not gonna, I'm just not going to let myself get bugged by it. But they might hold on to the irritation, and eventually it might happen one time too many, and they explode over it. Or the passive-aggressive person might not say anything to the person who's doing it, but they may badmouth them, talk about them behind their back. Can you believe so-and-so? I mean, she uses that green paper all the time to print those announcements, and she never takes it out. It's so annoying. And you get frustrated, but you don't share it with the person who can actually make a behavior change. The aggressive communicator would grab the green paper and slam it on their desk and say, if you don't stop putting this in there and failing to take it out, it's a, this is ridiculous and get very threatening or mean. The assertive communicator would use this model. And it starts out with when blank, I blank. So when bright green paper is left in the printer, I get frustrated. Now notice it's not when you because it doesn't matter whether it's that person or any other person. It's simply the act of bright green paper being left there and what you have to do in order to make your print job work. So when bright green paper is left in the printer, I get frustrated because it creates a lot of back and forth for me to print on white. When bright green paper is left in the printer, I get frustrated because and that's the second step. It's the because. I get frustrated because it creates a lot of back and forth and it's inefficient when I'm trying to make one white copy. So it's when blank, I blank, and step two, because blank. When you leave your shoes in the hallway, I get frustrated because I find a trip on them and it makes the hallway look messy. So you've got kids who do that kind of dump and run thing. They drop off their muddy shoes and their backpacks right in the middle of the hallway, not in the drop zone that you've created, not in the mud room, but someplace where they're in the way and they're dirty and they're messy and you're frustrated by it. When you leave your backpack and your shoes in the hallway, I get frustrated because we have a drop zone designated and it looks messy and dirty when they're like this. Or because we have a family rule that says you will leave your backpacks in the mud room or you will leave the, your coats and shoes in the mudroom or the drop zone or whatever you've done, or you will you put your backpacks on the homework table, not in the middle of the floor in the kitchen. So when blank, I blank, because blank. So a couple different scenarios where you can use this pattern. Step number three in this pattern, if you, now you can take two approaches to the if you, it can be the negative approach or the positive approach. 
So if you blank, and that is step three, and then step four is I blank. So step three is either the desired behavior and the positive consequence is step four. So if you could remove the bright green paper when you're done making copies, I would appreciate it. When bright green paper is left in the printer, I get frustrated because then I have to remove it to make one white copy. If you could remove the bright green paper when you're done making your announcements, I would, I would appreciate it. Or it would be appreciated. Or it will help everyone out. So you don't have to use I, but it's still the consequence. So if you remove the bright green paper, that's the desired behavior, and then the positive consequence associated with that. Perhaps you have been on your children about dropping their backpacks in the middle of the kitchen floor. When you drop your backpack in the middle of the kitchen floor, I get frustrated because we've had numerous conversations about where to put your backpack. If you do not remove your backpack from the kitchen floor, or pardon me, I'm gonna change that up. If you continue to drop your backpack on the kitchen floor, you will receive extra chores or you will have a dock in your allowance or whatever the negative consequences. Now, some of you are thinking, wow, I wouldn't punish my kid for dropping their backpack. That's up to you as a parent to decide. But there are some parents who would be thinking, I've done everything I can. And if they don't start doing what we've agreed to as a family, there will be consequences. So when you drop your backpack, I get frustrated because we have family rules and we've had numerous discussions. If you continue to drop your backpack, I'm going to dock your allowance or I'm going to put it outside or I'm going to take away your phone or I don't know what it would be. I don't know if a parent would put a backpack outside, but some sort of consequence that you have decided on. So in this situation, you may start out using the four-step assertiveness pattern with positive, but if the child does not make a behavior change, then you give the negative consequence. But the pattern remains the same. When blank, I blank, step one. Because blank, step two. If you blank, step three. I blank, step four. Pretty simple. When you continue to leave bright green paper in the printer, I get frustrated because we've had numerous conversations about this and I find it incredibly um, frustrating. If you continue to leave the bright green paper, I'll have no choice other than to um, let the office manager know. It's kind of like, I'm asking you nicely, now I'm gonna have to escalate it. You know, I, I'll have no choice other than to escalate or I'm going to need to escalate this to HR. I don't think I would do it. I have no choice because that sounds rather victim language. But I would be very clear that this is what the next step would be. So that's the joy of this pattern. You can make it a positive. Here's what I'd like you to do and the positive consequence. Or if you continue to do what you're currently doing, here's the negative consequence. The pattern remains the same. Remember, assertive communication is communication which respects the rights of both parties. So when you use this assertiveness template, you're standing up for what you like, you're expressing your boundaries, and you're also sharing with the other individual your intentions uh, if they either meet or fail to stay within those boundaries. It's a powerful language pattern, so I would encourage you to think about how will this work for me? A situation where you might be wondering, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? And you decide to say nothing, which might be passive, or where you're so frustrated and you, or you think you're going to lose your temper and just kind of lash out at someone. Step back and ask yourself, how can I use this assertiveness language pattern? This has been episode number five of Assertive Communication. I'm communication and leadership skills expert Pamela Jett. You can find me at PamelaJett.com. And remember, assertive communication is communication which respects the rights of both parties.
Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.